2: southern miss to the, to the top you're tuned in to the eagle hour
0: it's wednesday you're listening to the eagle hour on the super talk mississippi networks happy to have you along for the next hour as we talk all things southern miss luke johnson in the first bank studio in downtown laurel kelly sander and michael Morgans in hattiesburg great show for you today in the third segment today athletic director jeremy McLean will be on with us and he will uh, be talking uh, uh, recapping and and just going into further detail about Southern Miss's brand new conference, uh, the Sun Belt. Of course, yesterday it was announced that the Sun Belt had extended invitation. Southern Miss has accepted and Southern Miss will begin that transition. Also, Patrick McGee on a little later in the program talking, uh, just what it means really uh, as we look at the Southeast and the blueprint and, and the footprint, uh, of the Sun Belt Conference. First segment of the Eagle Hour today brought to you by Dickies Barbecue located in a community near you. Stop by your local Dickies and get some of the best meat smoked anywhere. Dickies here. Dickies smoked here loved. Everywhere. All right, Kelly's back, and uh, Kelly, what you you had a little flight delay yesterday in Texas, but you got back, and uh, you're able to get to the press conference yesterday. I uh, I watched uh, on the Zoom, and as Keith Gill and Dr. Rodney Bennett and Jeremy McLean all uh, answered questions and talked about this, and and I think uh, you you said this to me, and and other people have said this. This is one of the most exciting. Day, yesterday was one of the most exciting days, probably in the last quarter century, almost rivaling that of you know the '87 NIT championship. Some of the big wins in football, but kind of put in perspective, Kelly. Uh, for you, you know, and and I honor you in saying this a little older than me. What yesterday means for Southern Miss,
2: I I think that it is the biggest day in Southern Miss history since the Eagles won the NIT in '87, and you know as a reporter too, Luke. You feel kind of um, you really feel good when Bob and I have you know and and you we've talked about this for three years that that we thought that a move to the Sun Belt and it was all hypothetical then but we thought a move to the Sun Belt would be good from a from a geographic standpoint all of the things that all three you know, Dr Bennett. Uh, Commissioner Gill and Jeremy McLean all talked about yesterday are all the exact same reasons why we felt that the Sun Belt was a better fit. And remember, two years ago, people said at that time that it was a step down. And we asked Jeremy McClain not long ago, and and he felt that way a little bit a couple of years ago uh, at a remote that we did. But because of the leadership and the growth of the Sun Belt and what's happening there, that has not been the case anymore. This, if Jeremy McClain doesn't do anything else, and that's not, not likely, but I'm just saying if he doesn't do anything else, his legacy will be that he got us out of a burning Rome and put us into the Sunbelt Conference. Um, there were communications you know, that started in July, as they talked about, just in generalities as conferences began to reshape and reform. And it's perfect for the fans now who will get to drive back and forth to football games that not only can go to home games, they can go to road games. It's significant for athletes who are recruited from around this area where their their parents can go to road games as, as well as home games. You're competing with schools with similar budgets. You're competing with schools with similar enrollments. You're competing with schools that are nearby, the the regional uh, rivalries that you're now going to be able to have, the money you're going to be saved in traveling, uh, sending both men's and women's teams to places that are a lot closer, with, that could be serviced by a bus rather than airlines. The list goes on and on. And Jeremy McLean mentioned yesterday at the press conference there's not a single drawback to this move. My only regret is that it can't happen any sooner than July 1st. 2023. My daughter went to Georgia Southern. I have seen how that campus is booming. These schools are booming academically. They're booming enrollment-wise. They're booming with performance in all of these sports. This is a great day indeed. I am so glad that the Eagles are officially in the Sun Belt Conference.
0: Me too. The the, the excitement yesterday, and of course, as a, a former football player, just uh, the idea that you know our. We will, in a lot of ways, come back to a national stage. Sunbelt Sun Belt knows who they are. They know uh, where they are. I thought it was intriguing yesterday when Keith Gill talked about the eyes that they look for, the eyes that uh, watch them weekly on national television, you know, with the ESPN contract, and and uh, just the fit. I think that's what you said, and I heard that from Dr. Bennett, Jeremy, and, and Keith Gill about uh, the fit of the Sun Belt. And as you said, Kelly, the particulars. Uh, Southern Miss will become a member as of July the first, two 2023. Uh, will be in in all sports. Uh, it seems as if they will be a full member from the very beginning, entitled to you know everything else that the other members get in the Sun Belt. Uh, looks like Old Dominion will announce uh, as, as we got the national uh, kind of writers talking about it last night. Old Mission, Old Dominion's um, announcement is is imminent, and then we expect James Madison and Marshall to follow. Uh, okay. Uh, a couple things. Let's talk about what stood out to us at the press conference. Keith Gill spoke first, and one of the things that I think that he said, Kelly, or Kelly, that stood out to me was, you know, the question was asked later. Are there any caveats? You know, does Southern Miss have to upgrade facilities? None of that. Nothing. There's no stipulations attached with Southern Miss coming to Sunbelt.
2: And one of the things Gill said was they they want Southern Miss as they are now. I found that profound. Indeed, because lots, when you hear some of the Debbie Downers in the Southern Miss fan base, they'll go, why would anybody want Southern Miss? Why would anybody want us? Well, Commissioner Gill talked about it yesterday. It's not necessarily based on right this moment, but the rich tradition and history that Southern Miss has had on the football field and has you know, long-term baseball-wise. Football's down, obviously, a little bit. Basketball is is rebuilding. But it's the rich history that this institution um, has brought forth. And Dr. Bennett, I thought one of the intriguing things that was said yesterday, even though Dr. Bennett had fewer words than either the commissioner or Jeremy McLean, Dr. Bennett acknowledged, directly or indirectly, the tie between athletic performance and academic enrollment. Because he said, what's one of the benefits, you know, why this decision? And Dr. Bennett talked about one of the reasons we're making this move is because of the prominence of the Sun Belt, which will attract new students. And there's always been this argument between the athletic community and the academic community that, that academics should, should have priority over athletics. And indeed they should. But there is a profound difference if you have sports teams that do well. Your enrollments soar. And it's not just at Southern Miss. It's nationwide. So Dr. Bennett acknowledged that in different words, but he did acknowledge that yesterday, and I think that that's, that that's important.
0: A couple of things that Jeremy McLean mentioned also. Seems as if the Eagles will... Um, save approximately five hundred thousand dollars in travel cost, um, and I, I guess that's annually. What they said, uh, Dr. Bennett mentioned that forty-one million dollars might be the uh, the economic impact for this, and that that's with Hattiesburg. Um, and then, of course, kind of the, the sticky one, and, and, uh, the one you kind of grimaced at. The bylaws state of Conference USA, the bylaws state that the exit fee is two years worth of payout, which Dr. Bennett and both Jeremy McLean said would be about $3 million. And they did say they have a plan for that. You know, Kelly, uh, we were talking yesterday, and both of us just wondered what happens if Conference USA folds? You know, is that exit fee, how, when, when would it be paid, or how would it be paid? Because is it paid immediately? Is it paid installments? Is it paid later on? Uh, But that's really the only thing because, you know, we kind of know Tulane and Houston, East Carolina, probably paid a little less than when they departed. But you got to think Conference USA is going to get every cent they can out of these schools that are
2: leaving. As long as it does exist. And, again, I I asked about the lame duck academic season, which would be next year, you know, 2022 to 2023. But because a lot of these schools that are shifting around – None of them are making moves until 2023. You'd anticipate that that the Conference USA landscape would still be as as we know it today. But then after that, you know, what happens to, to Conference USA? But the leadership that Commissioner Gill has shown in this whole deal by being proactive while he was out, Taking the bull by the horns, getting new schools to come on board, while the leadership at Conference USA fiddled while Rome was burning around it, should tell you why Conference USA is nowhere for a school that we love to be. And I, I, I'm giddy over the, it. At my age, it's very difficult to get excited, and conversely, depressed about much of anything. This is about as excited as I can get. This is a this is a wonderful. Development, And I'm hoping that the fan base can cannot, you know, the, the fair weather fan base can knock the rust off and get back on board because this is an exciting move. I'm, I'm happy for the fans, too, because like I said we'll be able to travel. We can go to Monroe for a football game. We can go to South Al and, you know, we'll be able to Lafayette's not that far. Troy's not that far. So and, and those fans will come here. Yeah, it's it's just great. I'm, I'm so excited. An exciting day indeed
0: for Southern Miss. And uh, Jeremy McClain coming up at one thirty-seven to talk to us more uh, about the exciting announcement, Southern Miss joining uh, the Sun Belt. That will take place uh, in a couple segments. Uh, Southern Miss will enter the Sun Belt uh, July the first, 2023. We're going to step aside for a commercial break. Patrick McGee from NOLA.com, uh, who has covered Southern Miss for quite a long time, the impact uh, going forward uh, about this and what this means for the Golden Eagles. Stick with us. Patrick, up next.
2: Southern Miss to the top. It's a new day here on the Eagle Hour as we begin to usher out conference. That would be cruel to say useless essay, wouldn't it? at this point, because it is going to be July 1st of 2023, after all, and a lot of things can happen there. But uh, first things first, this segment of the Eagle Hour brought to you by Campus Bookmark, Campus Bookmark, that big, bright yellow building right across from the main campus at Southern Miss with uh, apparel sizes up to 5X. So us uh, full-figured guys can even get uh, our apparel there. Basketball shirts are now in, whether you want to go with the collar or without the collar. You want the black, yellow, white, gold. Every color of shirt available and imaginable is in there, plus novelty items in time for Christmas. That's Campus Book Mart, open uh, 24 hours a day online at net. And Kelly Sander and producer Michael Murgens in the First Bank studio in Hattiesburg, Luke in torn-up, downtown laurel <laughs> still beautiful it is oh yeah but, but hey we
0: we should mention real quick kelly it looks like old dominion now it's official old dominion is the newest member of the sunbelt conference
2: and old dominion and we broke this story two weeks ago on the, that old dominion was saying if they go they want james madison to go with them yep which what does is, that say which has been their natural rival and it looks like now james madison may be the next one um and, and we, we can talk about uh, the advantages of James Madison later on in the show, too. But Patrick McGee joins us now from NOLA.com on the Super Talk Mississippi hotline. Patrick, for a guy that's uh, covered Southern Miss a long, for a long time, let's kind of get your take on the news that it's official now, Southern Miss headed to the Sun Belt.
3: Well, I'm, you know, I'm happy for Southern Miss because it feels like they're finally in a conference that makes sense for them. Uh, there was a time where Conference USA made sense, but that you know that that ended a good, you know, fifteen plus years ago. So uh, yeah, I mean it's it's a good fit. Uh, I see more upside than downside. I think uh, everybody that kind of uh, national observers, anybody that kind of follows Southern Miss for a long time, sees this as as a move that makes a lot of sense, and especially under the circumstances, uh, it's it's I think Southern Miss kind of lands on its feet. Uh, when things could have easily, you know, headed the other direction. That's a credit to Jeremy McLean. It's a perfect time to have, uh, Jeremy as your AD, a former Sunbelt athletic director, somebody who was well established in that conference and knew everybody within the conference. So, uh, things very much kind of fell into place. Uh, for Southern Miss, and I, I think this is a this is you know really a win across the board.
2: What about the infusion of enthusiasm, too, Patrick? I mean, uh, Luke Luke even put out a, a Twitter poll not long ago that asked the Southern Miss fan base, you know, given different choices, where would they want to wind up? And I think a majority of the people that responded said the Sun Belt. So this injects some new enthusiasm to a fan base that that maybe has gotten stale uh, uh, the last ten years or so.
3: Yeah, it, 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 at the very least, it's an attention-grabber. You know, uh, uh, a lot of people have grown tired of going to, to Southern Miss home games and watching them play team, you know, you know FAU, FIU, uh, uh, even North Texas. These are not programs that bring in, you know, extra people to football games. But, you know, whenever you bring in a South Alabama, a Louisiana, Lafayette, even in Arkansas State, which travels fairly well, uh, that's a difference maker, you know. Monroe's also within that uh, uh, map as well, so I mean, it, it just makes a big difference. I mean, UAB uh, was really kind of the one kind of regional school I thought that you know them and Louisiana Tech that were kind of that were a good fit for Southern Miss, but uh, especially La Tech and Southern Miss, I thought they kind of matched each other well. And you saw an intense rivalry kind of build uh, really across the board in most sports. Uh, but I, I just think. There's reason for Southern Miss fans to be excited, and it's been a little bit. Uh, it's been kind of a disappointing football season. A lot of things have gone wrong for them the last two seasons in football. So, uh, if anything, this offers a positive uh, distraction in that things are going to change here fairly soon, and it gives them something to look forward
2: to. Patrick, before I throw you to uh, to Luke Johnson, I just wanted to get your uh, thoughts on the Saints now. They it, it eked one out the other night against the uh, injury-plagued Seattle Seahawks. This, this uh, Saints offense... It's not a Drew Brees offense, is it? I don't think these 52-points uh, and 48-point numbers that they've been accustomed to seeing over the years, I don't think necessarily this is that kind of team.
3: No, and, and, and it really that receiving core is really kind of, I think, the, the main issue right now, and they're not getting, anything, getting enough out of their tight ends. Uh, you know, you're, you're without Michael Thomas and probably your second best threat there in Deontay Harris against Seattle, Marquez uh, Callaway is probably your third best guy, you know, whenever things make sense on offense. So, uh, yeah, I mean, there were there were some Traquan Smiths. <laughs> I mean, he just he did not look right out there. So, I mean, for them to leave Seattle, go on the road and pick up another win, yeah, it was ugly. Uh, but it, you get Michael Thomas back in the fold here in maybe two or three weeks, and uh, Traquan Smith gets his legs under him a little bit. I think we'll see the offense uh, probably at its best within three to four weeks.
0: Patrick, uh, I may ask you something about the Saints at the end, but I want to go back a couple couple things from uh, the the press conference yesterday. So, so Keith Gill and and a few others yesterday emphasized the fact that the Sun Belt has one media partner, ESPN, which he called a tremendous partner several times. Is there anything to you know the Sun Belt being uh, other than the national broadcast? Because you got to have some, you know, most of the time you got to have some special. Hey, Blue, there's Blue right there. Um, you you got to have some type of uh, you know special package. Sometimes you get the CBS channels. Who knows how you get Stadium, but he talked about you know the eyes that they want to see are not necessarily in media markets. They are the people that watch national broadcasts every week, and the Sun Belt in that way is some somewhat of a national brand, being the Fun Belt. I mean, is there something to now Southern Miss from twenty twenty three on will have one place where Southern Miss fans can continually go to watch uh, their teams play?
3: Yeah, that's that's a huge difference maker, and uh, really, uh, Conference USA's decision to move away from ESPN and set up set up partners. I mean, Fox was one thing, but whenever you were just stuck with CBS Sports Stadium, really just a collection of games, it was pretty bad. I mean, the national exposure was pretty minimal, and uh, you know, it just it just didn't make sense. And, and for fans to be able to sit down and watch games, it's kind of hard to build that following. Uh, whenever the Conference USA and Southern Miss had that ESPN deal and they were playing, I know that people complained about playing on Tuesdays and Wednesdays, but you heard people talking about more about being familiar with Southern Miss and the brand that they had and, and how they respect Southern Miss. But whenever they moved away from that, you kind of saw the brand fade a little bit, and I think that's contributed a little bit to what we've seen the last few years where, you know, had bad luck along the way and. and it's just it's maybe a little bit harder to a lot harder to recruit honestly, uh, so it's this this can make a huge difference. Uh, we all saw that you know App State Coastal Carolina game uh, last weekend where you know a packed stadium and, and uh, fans rushed the field and, and it was probably a you know a game that was well watched. Uh, so Southern Miss can finally get back to that. They can finally have that little bit of national exposure uh, that the program really needs and for the university as a whole to be able to not, not just recruit athletes but bring students on campus.
0: What I'm excited about is it, the, the Sun Belt treated realignment from a position of strength, much like the Mountain West. And One thing Keith Gill said yesterday was they were only going to add teams if it would increase value. and I think there's more to that than just commish speech. Because you look at what they did. They didn't lose anybody to the American. And the teams that they're bringing in, uh, are teams I think, frankly, that the, that the American will miss out on. I mean, is that when, when you look at what Gill says, I mean, certainly I think the Sun Belt is probably the knight in shining armor when realignment's done in the group of five other than the Mountain West.
3: Yeah, and, I, and that's, I'm, he kind of has the same point of view on this. Whenever I kind of looked at Conference USA, you know, through the years, I'm like, okay, who provides the most value within the conference? And if you're sitting here thinking FAU is one of the most valuable uh, schools or properties within the conference, you're fooling yourself. Uh, I mean, yeah, you win two conference championships, but nobody gives a squad. Uh, so I, I, you know, Southern Miss Marshall, I think Old Dominion adds great value. Yeah, they've had a tough time of it, and they, probably uh, uh, made a mistake by shutting down football last season for a year. Uh, But Old Dominion is going to get right. They have a great fan base. I I think, you know, Southern Miss, Marshall, Old Dominion, and James Madison really has tremendous potential as well. Uh, These are schools that have, uh, you know, they've had success in the past. They've proven they can put people in the stadium. But they've also got a little bit of a ceiling left. You know, they can do better than what they've done. So I I think – uh, what we see is, is four programs joining Conference USA that that can still kind of max out what they're capable of. Uh, now, as far as those schools that join the American Athletic Conference, a lot of those schools, they're just never going to have that fan following. They're not going to have the community sure. engagement uh, that these four schools have. So I think a lot of ways, that's, that's why the Sun Belt is going to make more sense for the long run is that everybody's got that kind of college, maybe not Georgia State or something like that. Uh, but for the most part, everybody's got that kind of college town feeling. People actually care.
2: Sure, absolutely. I, I wanted to ask both of you guys what what is Louisiana Tech Louisiana Tech's beef now with Southern Miss? It seems like a lot of different social media outlets from the Louisiana Tech you know fan base, whatever. They're all li- lashing out at Southern Miss. What is the Southern Miss decision have to do with Louisiana Tech? Nothing.
3: I, I, yeah, I mean, I think that what we're seeing is, is it the minority. I don't think most. Tech fans really kind of did by that idea that somehow Southern Miss uh, tur- turned their backs on Montech. Tech. Southern Miss did what was right for them. Uh, uh, Tech would have done it, the same yeah. thing, Patrick. Yeah, absolutely. They put you know politically, they really kind of put themselves in a terrible place over the last couple of decades. Uh, the moves they made, you know, leaving the Sun Belt for the whack and them really kind of uh, talking down about the Sun because Techs. M.O. is to just treat Monroe as if it's, you know, it's just, why would we even want to, you know, acknowledge that they exist? And they have a dislike also for Louisiana Lafayette, but Monroe, I think, is really the sticky point here. And I think a lot of people would be, you know, we talked about last week, would be happy to switch Monroe uh, uh, for La Tech, but... I mean, that's just not happening. I, mean, right. I, I don't I don't see Tech joining Sunbelt anytime soon.
2: All right, Patrick McGee, thank you so much, buddy. Got to run. Patrick McGee from NOLA.com. When we come back, the star of this week, Jeremy McLean, as the Eagle Hour continues in a moment. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. The Eagle Hour. Southern Miss to the top.
0: Eagle Hour continues on a Wednesday. Third segment brought to you by 4th Street. They'll have on Game 2 of the World Series tonight at 7 o'clock. Braves won last night six to two, lead the World Series one to nothing over the Houston Astros, and you can catch the game tonight at 4th Street. All right, let's get right to it on the Eagle Hour. Luke Kelly and Michael from the First Bank Studios in Hattiesburg and Laurel, Sun uh, Southern Miss, headed to the Sun Belt, and uh, the man that made it possible joining us now, uh, trying to figure out where we're going to put the statue, uh, Jeremy. But Jeremy McLean, athletic director, and Kelly wants your autograph by the way. So we're reaching out to Delta State to see if there's any like old school Jeremy McLean pitching baseball cards and we may auction one of those off or something but uh man how good does it feel a day later after this announcement
1: oh man it feels great and i appreciate you guys having me on it's uh, it a great day for southern myth and, and just you know personally glad to be able to share it publicly and, and ha- you know have to kind of keep it to myself for a few days and and uh just just i again i said it several times yesterday i think just a great day for our university for our fans, for coaches, for our student athletes, and just you know, a level of excitement that we probably haven't felt in a while, and I think it's well deserved from the standpoint of the opportunity, uh, you know, that's in front of us. I want, and I want to say one thing about the statue. Somebody said that the other day on social media, and my wife just laughed, and I said, "What's the problem?" And she said. I can just envision the next bad decision you make, they'd be putting graffiti
2: on it. I said, yeah, you're right. Let's (laughs) let's not go down that path. And and usually those statues aren't erected until you're long dead, Jeremy. so we don't want want one
0: in (laughs) in any of it. All right, so kind of all this, you said all this started uh, with the the, the Oklahoma-Texas announcement in July. I think it was the one week you have off it started, and dominoes fell, and you had told us on that program that certain people had to make certain things, but it seems as if... Uh, you know, the Sun Belt wanted Southern Miss this whole time during realignment, and and looking up, I think the Sun Belt is going to come out as the knight in shining armor when realignment's all said and done.
1: I think you're right, and and yeah, from a sequence of events standpoint, you know, you, you Texas and Oklahoma, that decision gets out there, and then you kind of know that obviously the Big Twelve then has to make some decisions, and then and then the American has to make some decisions. So it's just this sequence of events and dominoes that have to kind of take place, but but that. Gave some time for conversations to be had, um, you know, between athletic directors, and, and I think the Sun Belt started with you know a lot of people on their board of, of who, who who would bring value and who would, who would uh, be of interest to the membership. But I don't think it took very long for them to to really hone in on us uh, for a multitude of reasons: our history, our our tradition, the fan base, uh, the geographical footprint, uh, kind of the ability to excel in several sports. And um, so, yeah, I think you're right. I think they very quickly realized that, uh, you know, they, they wanted us to be a top priority, and, and that became you know evident pretty quickly at the end.
2: Jeremy, there is word breaking out of Old Dominion now today. Apparently it's official that the Monarchs are going to be joining uh, the Sun Belt. There's also rumor that Marshall of Conference USA is going to be joining along with James Madison. Um, have you had any discussions directly with any of your contemporaries at, at Old Dominion? Uh, about uh, potential moves, whatnot? I have.
1: Yep. I have. Um, I talked uh, to, to Wood last night, and uh, he kind of gave me the heads up, and uh, that they were going to be able to get it, you know, get it out there today, and just very excited about that. And I think they're going to have a press conference tomorrow. Um, you know, they bring a lot to the table. I think they address some geography there on the east side. Um, see, we saw them in the ball last year. Kind of what. they're you know, talk about the base league. that was already going to be really good. You hold know, the minion. And one seed here in you know, the regional. Um, and it just got better. And they bring tradition in football. They're kind of a little bit of a mode like we are. Very strong tradition. And they they play basketball. Uh, and then women's side. And they add a whole uh, to the league and depth of the league when we start talking about multiple sports. And so really
2: excited about uh, – about them joining us in that transition. Just talking, before I th- send it back to Luke, just talking to other media outlets around the Old Dominion area, they felt like James Madison was somebody in particular that Old Dominion really wanted to come with them, but James Madison had been playing at, at a lower level it uh, is. is I know that you don't speak for Old Dominion, but what what value would James Madison, for example, bring to the table, hypothetically? Yeah,
1: I think James Madison would, and again, I don't know, I'm just speaking about them in general terms, I don't know kind of where they're at, but I think what they would do uh, is some of the same things. Now, James Madison is an FBS institution masquerading as an FCS. I mean, their their budget is uh, very comparable and above many of ours. you know, they, the success they've had in football yes. at the FCS level is well-documented. They, they bring, again, some depth in some other sports. They had a softball program that went to the World Series last year, made a ton of noise. And so uh, I think, again, that geographically that would make sense. And they bring a lot. They, they would bring a lot of depth uh, when we start talking about various sports. They bring a really strong fan base. they got a beautiful campus, great facilities. Um, and, and so I think you know there would be a little bit of a uh, growing up, quote unquote, process if they move if they were to move from FCS to FBS. But they're the type of program that could handle that and, and make that transition
2: pretty quickly. Football wise, they were a lot like yeah. Georgia Southern, who's a, who's currently yeah. a Sun Belt member.
1: That's right. Georgia Southern, App State, you know, came in at the same time um, and, and really never missed a beat. Um, you know, I think the difference today. Would be that um, the Sun Belt um, is 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 especially in the East much stronger uh, than it was probably in 2014-15 when, when App State and uh, George Southern came in, but but really they kind of hit the ground running and were, were successful and uh, right off the bat we're able to build on that.
0: Jeremy, um, the the date. July 1st, 2023, a lot of Southern Miss fans wondering you know, why would there be a delay because you think only one more football season, but I know a lot of baseball fans anxious to get in that really nice Sunbelt Conference. It'll be two yeah. baseball seasons. Kind of walk through why it will take until July of 2023.
1: Yeah, it's pre- pretty standard. Yeah, I mean, if you look at any anyone else, you talk about Texas, Oklahoma, you talk about the schools that are going to the Big 12, the Conference USA schools that are going to the American, Everybody's kind of in the same boat. And the reason for that is normally bylaws call for at least X amount of, of notice, right? 18 months, 14 months, 20 months, whatever the case may be. And so basically so the leagues can have that time to address scheduling challenges. So if you're going into a league, um, adjusting schedules six months out is a whole lot more difficult than 18 months out. And so that's, that's kind of the norm and that's the reason why is this, it's just not quite as easy as plug and play sometimes when you got teams coming and going. Um, you know, and so is it possible to do something different? Yes. Um, but you know, as of right now, that's our date and that's what we're working towards. Um, and and so uh, the reason, the reason to answer your question is because that's how it's spelled out and the bylaws uh, from a separation standpoint.
2: Jeremy, very quickly in the remaining one, which we have with you, you were very clear about the the Conference USA exit fees that that are going to have to be paid. But in a a doomsday situation, if Conference USA goes belly up for whatever reason, you wouldn't anticipate that next year, but is this exit fee going to be paid all at once? Is it going to be paid over a period of time?
1: It would uh, Kelly would just be a, a, a withholding of distribution. Okay. So in other words, it would be paid. They would pay um, themselves. You know, part of it in, in year one, part of it in year two, and so just it wouldn't be writing a check as much as it would just not getting be just not getting your distribution.
2: So, but so even in that second year, if Conference USA were to not exist, I guess it doesn't matter either yeah. way in that scenario you're talking about.
1: Yeah, and I don't, you know, again, I don't think that's. Uh, um, a scenario that would happen. I do. I do understand why people might speculate that. Right. But, um, but yeah, you know, if, if, if that were to be the case, then then obviously I think um, that's probably above my head, and and uh, our legal teams <laughs> would figure out what needed to happen in that case.
2: And the transition, I'm guessing, has started immediately in your office. Uh, I mean, yeah, uh, to from, a degree. It, from the standpoint of transitioning to the Sun Belt from the Conference USA.
1: Well, from, from a, you know, I mean, we're still in Conference USA, so our daily sure, work has to sure. be done, you know, in, with that in mind. But as far as preparations and, and the, all the little things that have to be done over the next uh, year or so, yes, absolutely. So we're, we're kind of mapping out what that looks like and, and kind of what we can tackle now and what has to wait until a little closer to the official date.
0: Jeremy, last question. We've got about a minute left. Um, what has been the response from your old buddies in the Sun Belt, uh, specifically to you? We've seen it on social media, but what's the buzz in the Sun Belt about uh, Southern Miss coming in?
1: Oh, they're, they're all just thrilled. I think they, they, I've gotten messages from pretty much everyone in the league and a lot of good friends there, and they, they're they excited about uh, us being a part of it. They, you know, I think they – um, they really, really felt that Southern Miss was, was a no-brainer and, and made a ton of sense as far as bringing value. And they're, so they're all extremely excited. I think they think it's a win for the league. I think they know the league got better. Uh, you know, and, and I'm excited to, to kind of be able to, to share league with some of those, uh, those folks in, in, in the AD's chair across, across, uh, across the league. So it's, uh, it's going to be a good day and, and they're very excited about us being a part of it.
0: Kelly, can we put the, the statue at the end of the Eagle Walk so we just go by? It's like him with a hand raise. We just go and, and give Jeremy a high five well, as we end the Eagle Walk. That'd I'm just saying
2: they might be excited now, but when we start tapping that rear end when we get in that league, they're not going to be so excited about Southern Miss. <laughs> that's what
1: I'm – hey, Kelly, that's that's my plan too. I promise.
2: <laughs> good deal.
0: Jeremy, we appreciate your time, man. Thanks as always for coming on.
2: And congratulations, yeah, appreciate buddy. Appreciate you guys. Good for thanks, you. Lo- thanks a lot. Appreciate what you – Appreciate what you guys do. Thank you, Jeremy.
0: That's Jeremy McLean, Athletics Director for Southern Miss. Great time with him. Exciting new dawn for Southern Miss Athletics as they head to the Sun Belt. Eagle Hour, we'll close it out right after this. Stick with us.
2: southern miss to the top top. you're tuned in to the eagle hour this segment of the eagle hour brought to you by d1 and d bat training facilities in hattiesburg right off of interstate 59 across from the westward square the old gaddy town i always know former pizza places (laughs) which is why i could certainly use D one and D bat in the off season, and your softball and baseball players should be having an off season. Can't find a cleaner, more, um, more suitable place for your kids to indoor train, getting ready for the upcoming softball and baseball season. The D one and D bat, proud supporters of the Eagle Hour, and we're glad they are part of the family. Luke will bring us up to date now as to what uh, Southern Miss teams are doing what this time of the year, Luke.
0: Yeah, Southern Miss golf uh, of course was at the Battle for Black Creek and uh, finished ninth um, overall. They kind of fell a little bit yesterday. had a had a rough stretch in the third round. Finished seventh overall, uh, but finished ninth out of eighteen teams. That's their final golf tournament of the fall, and is a, uh but a real good Southern Miss in the top sixty five. Uh, programs in the country right now in golf and man, early in the season, especially Hunter Atkins had some phenomenal finishes so congratulations to Coach Bresher and his his guys on a, a well-deserved fall. Kelly, we, we brought up earlier, people missed out on uh, Jeremy's interview, of course they can go back on podcast form uh, Google Play, Apple Podcasts, Spotify Stitcher, of course always on demand on Supertalk's website, but Old Dominion now officially uh, a, a member of the Sunbelt, and it seems as if, you know, he's not tips as tipped his hand at all kelly but uh really really possible for marshall and james madison to be coming in soon
2: yeah james madison i think everybody was going james madison because they weren't playing at the highest level but uh, you t- he talked about budgets and i know they just they just pumped double digit millions of dollars into the football and basketball and baseball complexes there so james madison was ready to make a move one way or the other and old dominion and james madison hate each other <laughs> i mean I mean, it's, it's one of those good rivalries, and they have wanted to get back in a situation where they can play each other. Again, they're very close, travel distances, you know, saving expenses, all that. But we, we've gotten to know Jeremy, you know, pretty well here the, the, since he's uh, taken over as athletic director. Very open, very forthright. And I'm just excited for him because, let's face it, the athletic department has needed some really good news, you know, ongoing good news. And I am not as, I'm not as uh, tough on our fan base as a lot of people are. Our fan base has been great. When you compare it to other Conference USA schools, the Golden Eagles, even with the record they have, have been pulling as big a numbers as anybody and even higher in Conference USA. So I know, Luke, that our fan base is going to respond to this great news in, in like kind. Agree?
0: Absolutely, and, and we were joking uh, off air with him. Man, that 2023 football schedule, I'll tell you what, if you wanted a football schedule, Florida State, Tulane, Mississippi State, plus, uh, what, it'll be eight Sunbelt teams, six in the West, and who knows, you might be going to Coastal or App State. Man, I'll tell you what, that's, that's going to be, that's going to be a a dandy.
2: And and he said, he said, we, we better get really good really fast. (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> it's gonna it's gonna help for sure. All right, you were names over the weekend. Sent me a video, exciting um, cyclone win over Oklahoma State, but you missed it, and I didn't get your your take on it the first two days. Uh, the uh, the inglorious Hattiesburg American, Friday, October twenty second, two thousand twenty one. Headline of the sports section, Kelly Center, SMU exploring move from conference USA or CUSA per report. They were not referring to Southern Methodist University. They were referring to the University of Southern Mississippi. Uh, less that we care about, but just we should note, I think this was actually uh, the Clarence Ledger. It said, Mississippi State scores 31 unanswered points in route of LSU. Rebels quarterback Corral completes 18 of 23 passes as the Bulldogs beat their former coach. So you, you've you got, it and it goes back, it's the same company. But I just wanted to be like, 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 really, like, uh, let's just don't don't even worry about the Mississippi State one. You're going to tell me that the newspaper in Hattiesburg doesn't have somebody watching that headline, not not a subscript, not a
2: subheadline, and they're going to call the University of Southern Mississippi (SMU). Your thoughts? It's 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 unexcusable. In a word, it's unexcusable. As a journalist, and we talked kind of about this last week when this Conference USA story was breaking. You want to be right. Even if you're not first, you better be right. And how can you expect people to subscribe to your publication, whichever publication it is, if you can't even get the name right? It's inexcusable.
0: I was joking with somebody. I said, I'm just glad they wrote about Southern Miss. I didn't know they knew there was a university in Hattiesburg.
2: But when you said SMU, I'm going, I didn't know the Mustangs were in (laughs) Conference USA. Uh, Because even really now, Southern Miss is not known as USM. That's not really its moniker anymore. Or Southern Miss. Yeah, it's it's Southern Miss. All right, you got 30 seconds left. Drill me with some Sunbelt questions. All right, the smallest institution enrollment-wise of of the current members. Now, Southern Miss, of course, not going in until July of 2023. Um, Coastal Carolina. I guessed Troy, but that's not the case. No, Louisiana Monroe. Oh, wow. Uh, Just a little under 7,000 students. Now, to put that in context, Southern Miss has an enrollment of about 14,000. I didn't realize that Southern Miss was twice the size of Louisiana Monroe. But on the other end of the coin, uh, the largest institution that plays football. See, I would I would think it would be Texas State. It is, that plays football. And that's 33,000. But Texas Arlington is currently in the league, but they're a basketball and other sport. They're at 35,000. But anyway, from 7,000 to about uh, 35,000, but... Oh, man, it's an Eagles. It's a, yeah, it's a new day. Eagles and right
0: right in the middle. So, great show today. Appreciate everybody listening in. And, uh, hey, Friday we're going to be uh, at the Scott Berry Golf Classic. More to talk about tomorrow. What an exciting week for Southern Miss Athletics. Join us tomorrow, same time, same station, same place. We'll catch you then. And, as always, Southern Miss to, to the, the top. I'm
3: to like an eagle to the sea.